I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Love That Ad. Today we're joined by Rachel Ray, Group Strategy Director in Denso. Denso, Rachel, how are you doing? Good, good. Um, and in a house currently riddled with COVID, but apart from that, oh God. <laughs> but, but we, we can't get it through the screen, so me and uh, my wind beneath my wings as always, Shane Brennan is with us. How are you doing, Shane? I am fabulous. I am fabulous. I'm very well. <laughs> That's great. So, so Rachel... Uh, yeah, you're straight in with the straight in with the COVID then. Um, and Sorry, you, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, we're not we're not out of the woods just yet. Uh, a nice a nice reminder of that. And as being a strategy director and a and a group strategy director at that, what's uh, what's it like trying to trying to do that role in in the world as it is now? God, yeah, well, I think I I, I did a funny thing um, just pre pandemic where I actually left agency life. Uh, to jump into startups for a while, which was interesting to say the least. Um, <laughs> but it was also like a, like a really strong learning curve in terms of like trying to work online while also trying to work with people that are have very like fast goals and you know the the whole education and onboarding process for a lot of people mm-hmm. that wouldn't be familiar with marketing. Um, so in some senses it was good because it kind of forced people that maybe you got the sense wouldn't normally have a structure in <laughs> in their day-to-day working life to have very set structures and accountability and things um and also in terms of recruiting as well I've actually found it's been great because the flexibility of who you could get you know that they didn't have to be down the road you know so you could get people in you know as far flung and exotic places as Cork um <laughs> and in other places in Europe and things you know um within EU and all of that kind of jazz um so in that sense be good it's been good but then like I think the same cliche that everybody's kind of said it's that, you know that the relationship building end of stuff um I think uh, it like can be quite difficult mm. um mm. like the fact that you you know if you put a meeting in the diary it's a meeting as opposed to, oh, hi, how are you doing? You know, what did you think yeah. of that last meeting just there? It sounds like you're kind of almost being a bit sly as opposed to just trying to, you know, um, navigate Shoot stuff. Shit, and, really, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Like, so it's, 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 it's weird not to have that, I think, a lot of the time. The, and I think uh, I think the, the, the pandemic was great at, pandemic was great. No, it was, it was, it, was, it really kind of highlighted how that intangible is kind of stuff, just the, mm. the, the chit chat and the, the, the almost the fluff in the day you'd nearly say is so actually important mm. and way more important than we could have ever anticipated before mm. yeah and I, I think actually one thing that i noticed and it's just in the context of the the places as like consulting for and stuff was that women tended to be a bit better at it so you know the call after the call and mm. I, I, I think that kind of like soft skill stuff yeah. Um, it's always, I, I think maybe men need more permission to be allowed to do it. I think yeah. for women, maybe it's a bit easier because it's kind of, it, it's a bit, it's been a bit more in our, our court behavior wise before the pandemic, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to see different people's, I think it, it kind of exaggerates people's kind of mm. skills and, and things. I think for men, it was. Yeah, as you said, they nearly need for permission for to do that because when they're in an office setting, there was around, it was happening around them and they were therefore mm. able to engage with it as opposed to seeking it out. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. It was that kind of exposure of seeking it out is uh, was very uncomfortable. But I found I I remember the start of the pandemic just being exhausted the first month because when you had no one to talk to, you were working every minute of that day, and you're like, what? at the end, you're like, why am I like? eyes are falling out of my head but I'm finishing at five o'clock in the day mm, and yeah. uh, learning that kind of work-life balance when you're by yourself and be like maybe I should go for a walk that was like that was a crazy crash course just for Strange. us even to understand our own ways of working you know what I mean like mm. being around other people in a work environment is great because it stops you doing too much work <laughs> really and, and you know? Shane wouldn't uh, just to your point on the soft skills Rachel Shane wouldn't talk to me unless I had a specific <laughs> meeting in the diary <laughs> for a year so unless I, I snuck a bit of personal uh, conversation into a meeting almost yeah. like a trojan horse I, I i didn't know anything that was going on you'd have these like. pretend briefs he'd be like hey, we're gonna talk about and how do you feel about that <laughs> yeah but uh, thankfully we can actually uh we can get a bit we can start getting back into to offices and, and kind of meeting people again and stuff mm. like that and and seeing how how this hybrid model uh, evolves I think because I still think it's I don't think Anton's set in stone uh, just yet or for for quite a while no and I think that's okay as well I think everyone's trying to like come up with you see a lot of LinkedIn posts for example of we found the perfect solution and it's like yeah. it's bullshit no yeah. way you have it's it's okay that nobody knows you know that's usually when exciting stuff starts to happen you know and it's completely new territory so mm. yeah brilliant well, uh, Rachel, you've you've given us a sneak preview already of the ads that you're you're bringing to the table. Uh, one of them is a gaming gaming ad, and it looks like you have a, a serious bit of kit there that you're you're wearing on your on your head. There <laughs> is it a gaming ad because you're 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 gaming yourself, or is it just you like the like the route? Um, well, it's it's a partnership between a fashion brand and gaming. Uh, so it's two things that I'm really into also i i love when there's like you know these sort of collab things um you get some really interesting stuff happening and also to say the bad words um you know the world of meta and nfts <laughs> and it's also hypothetical and this is like no this is the real life stuff and um, so i think it's interesting from a few different points of view um but yeah it'd be Particularly lockdown did not help the um, the gaming addiction, <laughs> let's be honest. And then I was actually, I was in a car accident that was pretty bad. Uh, last year I was in a, a wheelchair for a little while as well. So oh. um, yeah, so um, that was pretty much the outlet for for entertainment. It was like in a lockdown within a lockdown. It's great. Um, oh, wow. So um, I thought this is, that's where I stumbled across this particular example. <laughs> Oh great! Well, I hope everything's okay. Uh, okay now, you're. Oh uh, yeah, all good. End. All good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you don't have to drop the gaming addiction, even even though you're <laughs> you're, you're, on, you're on on the mend. Um, brilliant. We'll 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 get into that ad uh, later on. But I'm mm. going to hand over to you for your first uh, first ad. So if you can give us a bit of context, and then we'll have a look. Yeah. So I think but the first one, my it's one of those great ones where it, it's like the most obvious thing in the world that everyone just knows but you don't really think about it too much. And it's uh, De Beers, uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Um, like, it's so, like, sewn into our culture. You know, there was a James Bond film made yeah. with this, this particular line in it. Um, and it came about because of a problem in, like, one of the most, it's just a classic in terms of, like, a, a, a client problem 
of oversaturation of the market nobody's seeing a value in something so i think it was like 1870s um a huge load of diamond deposits were found in south africa and the market was completely flooded they weren't worth particularly anything anymore and nobody wanted them so this ad was in the context of that um so i'll leave there and then do a bit more of an explainer after it's um but okay. yeah, um, so it started, the first ad was like in 1940s and it's still going. So I, I, I can't really think of any other one that's managed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in terms of creativity, but also like even in terms of like political correctness from, <laughs> you know, um, from brand's point of view of anything that's actually stood the test of time. Um, so I think if we have a look at one of the 1940s ones and then um, one of the ones from the 90s, Mm-hmm. um to give you a good kind of taste of the overall campaign it's probably it must be the longest running campaign of all time it must be fairly close it's mm. coming up on a, a century yeah in 20 yeah. years like you know um yeah well we can pull the press out up here now so so for people people could see if we want to talk through that okay cool <clears throat> um so these are two examples ones from like the 1940s when it was originally started and ones from the 90s um so the strap line a diamond is forever um it came about um because of a woman called mary frances garrity and or frances as she was known so de beers had gone to uh an agency called nwia that were in philadelphia and they like this woman is like the original peggy olsen i think because um she was writers one of the first like women in advertising that wasn't a secretary um but she was in very similar plot line to the whole Mad Men Peggy Olsen thing and De Beers Diamonds Jewelry was considered a female account and obviously this problem that they had with oversaturation in the market had been around about a century now so we're looking at a campaign that's nearly a century long for a problem that was nearly a century long before it was even uh looked into um so she'd come up with this line a diamond is forever and i love it as a strategist because it's about looking at the like what are you working with as a product which i think oftentimes in modern day doing the research doing the groundwork of actually really knowing what the product is that you're marketing as opposed to just knowing your audience um can often get lost um particularly as like I think, like a lot of products these days are very complicated but also i think when you're looking at specialist industries and something like gemology and things would be quite specialist like we, we all know stuff about diamonds but it wouldn't be able to tell you much about like you know rubies or emeralds or anything like that or industrial diamonds for that matter and um, so it it's something where you know a copywriter has gone off and done the actual groundwork on figuring out the you know the the usp i guess um of it and like the usp being okay everyone else likes or everyone likes all these other um stones uh and jewelry a lot more um the only real thing a diamond has going for it is its toughness Mm -hmm. um so it's like okay well okay so it lasts an eternity it's like oh okay there's definitely something in that so you can see you can always see like the thinking that yeah. was coming from this of, yeah. of, of where it was coming from um and then i guess like I, i'm i'm probably i'm probably um 
imposing a, a sort of imaginary dialogue on this in, in agency, but you can see if it's a woman that was working on a woman's product, they're probably thinking it was being marketed to women, much like, you know, the makeup and I don't know, cookware and stuff at the time. Um, whereas actually what she's done is in doing this has flipped the audience as well to being men. Uh, which is very interesting when you think about who actually had the money to be spending on things and she created the occasion for it. So it's like, if you get married, if you're getting engaged, it's a diamond. So mm. she's she's changed the audience. She's found the one USP that suddenly makes something uh, like a literal rock in the ground suddenly have value <laughs> to people. And she's created an occasion that even if people don't go through a lot of them at the time would aspire to. Um, so she's created an aspirational product that has an internal meaning for people within like, that's it, four words. Uh, mm -hmm. I just think it's genius as copy. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't find a sort of full length version of the, the copy that's there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, sure it's great or whatever, but obviously it's the tagline that stuck around. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so just before we move on to the next iteration, so, th so that 1940s version, so do we have Francis to blame then for our bank balances when it comes to uh, engagement time and uh, special gifting time? Mm -hmm. It's all it's all her it's fault. All Francis. You do, but um, I think if we look at the, so the print, the 90s print ad first, and then okay. if we look at the, the one of the first TV ads, um, I think it'll, it'll, I think there was probably a few other people you can blame <laughs> involved in it as well. Okay. It's so a team effort then. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's a team effort. It's a, re a relay race. Then we just blame the agency. We just, <laughs> we can just yeah. go after them. Uh, okay, brilliant. So we bring yeah. up the, uh, the, the, the 90s, the 90s print one, yeah. here. Um, she married you for richer or poorer. Let her know how it's going. Uh, <laughs> wow. That is. Uh, there you go. To answer that's your great question. in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. You, if you got a bit of money now, spend it. Spend it on this. So, I, I, like, in terms of what I love about this ad in a world of like political correctness and you know all, all the good things that are in around that, like the boldness mm -hmm. um, of some of these like early '90s ads, particularly in like the the world of fashion. Um, was just amazing at the time like some of the, the stuff from the at the time sort of like fashion houses and things were having a kind of evolution in terms of how they communicated and marketing in general um and i think this is kind of like of that particular moment as well but it's it, it, so it's very very bold but the other thing of obviously is that suddenly when you're talking about who's that audience again it's mm -hmm. actually like okay so you're buying something that then allows a guy to essentially have a a forever bragging status thing on his other half's hand about there's, how he's doing in life yeah, yeah. and there's, it's just like whoa okay yeah like There's a lot being implied in that ad, like beyond as just an object the, even. It's kind of like, oh, here's this thing to mark how I'm going on my partner. And it's kind of yeah. like, oh, that's that's intense. Like it's it's putting in, in line with the getting the sports car or, you know, all these kind yeah. of like 
like aspirational stuff that some some fellows would have had so and the other thing as well is because the product itself is so consistent when you think about diamonds in relation to other products mm-hmm. um like you have that whole four c's thing it's literally a like someone can look at something and very quickly go that on that on a scale yeah. so like it's it's it's, it's very dark i i, I love dark stuff in marketing but yeah. i think it's just so interesting um how the it's it's not really about the the women in this it's actually about status symbols for men i just thought that was it's, genius <laughs> it's implied it's, it's really it's really stroking the egos of of men there uh, or kind of taunting them a little bit too and and like mm. it's implying if you're not showing her how it's going then it's not going well is it it's yeah. kind of like that, that everyone will know yeah also implying that it doesn't have to be a ring look there's lovely earrings you can get there's mm. a lovely bracelet. there's a lovely bracelet yeah. you can get mm. there's also a major sexual implication going you get this you get that yeah you know, there's, there's, there's a definite that. exchange going yeah. on there is a massive <laughs> uh, you know it's a massive uh, hint at that at that exchange and look like in the image like she's delighted look i've loads of lovely diamonds and he's he's already onto the exchange mm. element of it like he's he's not interested in the diamonds at all it's it's a there's a lot there's a very for a simple ad mm. it's a very layered it's just, ad. it's just interesting as well for them to remove it from the engagement which obviously in the 40s mm. was just to be like as you said it's like okay we have saturation now in engagement let's make let's 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 fill in more space here your bracelets yeah. your earrings because we know men know they have to get a diamond ring for the mm. engagement we that's gotta, in the bag yeah that's, that's in, in the, the bag. bag we've done our work <laughs> but we want more money <laughs> yeah, we want yeah. more money <laughs> um so let's make the men want more (laughs) and i think in the context as well of the 90s and you think about particularly in the middle class that Mm. between couples money wouldn't have been discussed that much you know like it i think it was still quite unbalanced in terms of like a woman wouldn't necessarily even you know when married wouldn't know how much was coming in how much is going Mm. out how much is being spent on you know other people, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, late night hotels, restaurants. I think we've all seen the kind of again harking back to the the Mad Men stuff on that. That yeah. I think they had like that, um, you know, the the men's executive banking account <laughs> was one of the episodes for that exact reason. Um, so I think it, it's quite interesting in that it's like this is how you tell someone I'm doing well without telling them. <laughs> it's like yeah. tell me don't, you're don't doing well without telling them. Yeah, we don't talk about something nice. We don't talk about that dirty thing. We don't talk about that dirty thing, money. But this yeah. shows you don't need to talk about that. Dirty but look thing. at this shiny rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Can we so, can we have a look then at the um, the the commercial? Yeah, the, the, we'll have a look at the the, the TV commercial as well. You gotta God. love it. That's the most. Not, is that is that the Hamptons? Because that remind that I feel like it I've looks... seen that beach because it in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind they have a similar kind of it's it's a similar vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's that kind that, of pickety fence, the fence type buried of, in the, the sand. That's like yeah. very cinematic. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, uh, it's it's very New York money kind of mm, vibes yeah, going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, Spending the weekend up up in the, Newport or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 yeah. Waspy, yeah. but um, it's yeah, it's that's that's very. I haven't seen that in ever. But I've never seen an ad that calls out. You know, you hear like you hear, uh, especially as uh, a man, you hear that you know when you're almost a kid that you know the rumor is oh, yeah. you spend two months, three, yeah. two, three months salary on if, an engagement, and that's where that came from. I've never seen the ad. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like, there's a direct link back to those. Yeah. In, who says this? The person who's trying to well, sell it. <laughs> Exactly, and, but it's become it's become uh, canon now. Like it's mm. it's yeah. law. It's uh, it's uh, w- w- you can't well, even consider not. Yeah, I, do you know? I think it's what I find interesting about it, like as Aaron said, like I've known that since yeah, I was like ten or eleven or whatever, um, mm. and that's been a thing in your head as a, as a yeah. boy to a man being like, oh yeah, that's that's what marriage costs. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that's the initial down payment, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, it's. Uh, it's crazy to think like just that as an even concept is like okay so the longer you wait to do it if you do better in your career the more expensive the diamond's going to get so you want to be earning as little as possible it's pro rata <laughs> yeah. two months and then get it then make your real money mm. um but it's just crazy to quantify it like that because but it's also was very reassuring because as a man potentially going out and being like, oh, would she be happy with this ring or not be happy with this ring? It's like, well, the rule of thumb is if I'm spending two months salary on it, I, I'm safe. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. at least that was reassuring. Because like, style and taste as opposed to quality level. You've hit the quality level if you're hitting your... Exactly, yeah. So I think it's that kind of unknown men mm. would be like, oh, okay, oh, this will do it. Panic, mm. panic, panic, panic. All I have to do is do this. And then the, the salesperson will tell me the one she wants that's in style, I assume. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting ad. Interesting. I, yeah, there's, I, there's so much going on in it. I mean, if you think of like, you know, trying to reverse engineer back to the agency yeah. on the problem yeah. of like, you know, well, yeah, everyone's buying engagement rings from us, but... Uh, we'd like them to buy more expensive ones. And some people are buying one for 100 quid and some are spending 100,000 mm. and there isn't really a rule. Let's just make a rule. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's, you know, it's it's amazing. I think the, the boldness of it, um, mm. uh, look, obviously I, I think it should be called, greatly called into question at this point uh, in modern day, but, but um, it's, how, how I think it's, they, it's how... so interesting as a, as a evolution of a brand, of a product. Oh like directly how, tied to a business problem and how how are they navigating that because you know the world is, has has woken up uh, and rightly so too that it's not mm. just a man buying for a woman that's that's the single narrative it can be anyone buying for any partner uh, at any stage or any gender or you know yeah. anyone who just wants to show their love for someone else you still go to the traditional tropes which is a diamond ring or something to that level how mm. are they navigating that from a comms point of view where it's not just male female that's it or are they? um so De Beers specifically have done experimentation in like women buying for men I think like there was actually stuff done in the I think late 90s on a similar vein in print at least anyway but it seems like small fry stuff in terms of like their focus mm. and De Beers obviously is just one of many yeah. um companies and uh, I find it's really interesting. I was talking to a friend who's in another agency actually about this in terms of like 
general marketing to but like women in relationships and single women who have a lot of money at this point, you know, uh, mm. money to spend. And it still hasn't caught up. So, uh, you know, there's a, a few a few brands that are doing things around buying things for yourself, for example, like buying jewellery for yourself. But it still hasn't really got there. Choopy Sweetman actually is, is very good at, I think, that sort of positioning and storytelling with jewellery and the Irish designer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, she talks about like the, those different occasions for which you might get something or get something for a best friend as well. Like the whole thing is like, you know, and the power of like women in groups. Um, but it's still like, it, it really hasn't unfortunately come on, which when you think about it from a brand's perspective, it's really stupid because it's like, oh, you're just leaving so much money on the table <laughs> mm. uh, when it comes to um, consumer uh, demand. Because mm. um, like, it is there, but I think as, as these ads show, it's like people just want an excuse and they want a guideline to how to spend yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's, it's like that, that, that hidden joint of a consumer segment and uh, I remember early doors in, in, in our media works days being being shown okay well most people are targeting 3544s or 2544s that's the that's almost like you can guarantee just, someone's going yeah. to say that in, in a group whereas like 55 plus oh no they're old people but they're not they're they're people who are have the massive spending power they're a lot of them are mortgage free yet they're being completely ignored mm-hmm. as, yeah as they're considered dead basically and it's absolutely insane I think part of it is down to like diversity within agencies as well. I yeah. think when you think, well, yeah. most people over 44 have left the building, um, so, which I, I think is an unfortunate part of it. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the language that we still use around even like basic target audiences, I think in media, you know, like housekeeper with kids, it's like, I've never met one of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. like, okay. And it's like, and a housekeeper with kids could be like, you know, two 30 year olds in your basement, or it could be, you know, yeah. a new mom, you know, they're very different people. And it's like, insane. and it could be working, not working, you know, it's, it's, you know, single moms versus families. It is, it, it's, it's insane that we still kind of, that's our starting point. So I think what I really like about the De Beers thing is like everything's thrown out the window and like, and again, I'm kind of just reverse engineering this, but it looks like true everything out the window and went, right, what's the product? What do we have? What are the characteristics of it? And then just went from there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and like as a strategist, I just absolutely love that. So that's no, that's, uh, that's cool. as, that as a fun. man, I don't know if it would be my favorite. <laughs> well, it's 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 genuinely fascinating yeah. to to get the, the context and the history on that. So uh, delighted delighted you brought that one uh, to the table. So thanks thanks. What a way to open up! Like that's there's so much in that. There's so much in that. And um, so I don't envy you now trying to follow that up, uh, Rachel, with your next ad. I was um, literally sure just thinking that. Coach, that one for last. Um, but yeah, um, the next one I think would be. Uh, uh, the Enchiaga Fortnite collaboration. Cool, great. We'll ha- we'll have a quick look at that, and then we'll uh, we'll deep dive into it. Great.
that's really cool. Um, why did you pick that ad? Um, okay, so lot to unpack here. <laughs> um, the first reason I think is because um, in at, at a time when everyone's talking NFTs and metaverse, and it's all all the conversation generally tends to be very one dimensional um and futuristic um this is i think a very real tangible example of a brand doing something that is actually um you know it, it is 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 fitting in directly with the, the the platform is fitting in in like a through media kind of way is like completely integrated in physical world versus the virtual metaverse of Fortnite. Um, and I think for like a fashion brand to go and do that with something like Fortnite is showing a lot of sort of future thinking. So they're not looking to a, a, a bit like, I guess the, the H&M major fashion brand collaborations, they're not thinking about who can we get to buy stuff from us now? They're thinking about like embedding their brand with future consumers mm-hmm. um, that are currently too young to purchase. Um, or if they are purchasing it, getting their, you know, it's it's out of the parents' pockets uh, a lot of the time. Because that, that is kind of the core audience. I'm saying that as a heavy Fortnite user myself. <laughs> um, for people who might be familiar with Fortnite, can you give it a, like a, a really quick summary? What is what kind of game is Fortnite? Yeah, so um, I think everyone is familiar with Squid Games um, and other such films that are it's it, um, that I did. So 100 people land on an island. Um, sorry, I'll start again. Can we edit this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, Fortnite is a game for PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Uh, I think it's on mobile as well. And um, it's a 100 player game. Is that like There's lots of different versions of the game. Uh, a very common one would be the sort of solo 100 player person game where it's a survival, like last man standing mm-hmm. um, thing. Uh, it's really, really fun because people get to um, build. There's a lot of interaction, but it's at a kind of safe um distance from like you don't have to like chat like you would have to online and things like that with people there's lots of other ways to kind of like interact and communicate through dancing emojis and things so there's like a hundred different ways to play um so it fits with lots of different mm-hmm. types of people i guess um i'm not explaining it very well but it's it's worth trying it's awesome but um they have their their payment model is a really interesting model because it is not a like the sort of old school model was when a new game came out you bought it and like in a store or now downloaded it um, and it was price up front this game is free but you buy into different series you buy into getting like skins um so dressing your your avatar mm-hmm. um and people spend hundreds thousands on their avatars um so when everyone's talking about you know oh when is facebook building this metaverse and um all the sort of nft chimp stuff and things which i, d- I don't diss or anything but like it's like oh this one has already exists and there's like millions and millions and millions of people on it you know and in the ad world i think we're all talking about oh when this happens like 
nah dudes it's here it's been been happening (laughs) for a while yeah there are people like millionaire gamers from this you know like you know uh, and their moms are playing so um it's it's a really interesting space where brands can actually collaborate with a, a company and do really really cool stuff and then bringing that to outdoors so that actually had the clothing had the the materials reflect the real life mm, clothing that's really cool um they had like challenges within the games to get these kind of points that you get and all this so it's like completely interactive immersive kind of thing um so i love it for that what i think is super interesting just two quick points is one just on the advertising industry not understanding kind of this universe and gaming in general i remember over the last two years just trying to explain to people what twitch was and like being like oh yeah they, like for coming different ideations being like we get this person a huge on twitch and they're like what's twitch i'm like like we're like yeah. the same age how do you not know what twitch is it's <laughs> like there's millionaires on twitch and then two my wife's a secondary school teacher and i'm very out of touch with fashion brands and stuff like that with balenciagas but she was we were only talking the other day about kids uniforms and shoes they're allowed to wear and she goes her fifth and sixth years for the last two years have been trying to wear all black balenciaga runners and i was like and that's what that's the thing in their school that's what they want to wear and i was like balenciaga sounds really really expensive to me i don't really know Mm. what it is but it definitely doesn't sound cheap and these are like 15 16 17 year olds and then when you showed this i was like they're definitely all playing Fortnite." so i just think that's really interesting chicken and egg type scenario had balenciaga already type of kind of got its way in there somehow and then this was like yeah there's a market in here as well as implanting their brand for when they have more money in the future i just thought mm. it was so just because i only had that conversation two days ago and then you put this up so i just think that's that's crazy interesting um but yeah no it's cool yeah it's awesome I, partnership. I, I i think from a you know the dialogue a few years ago was like millennials who are they what are they doing you know yeah. how do we contact them hashtag hashtag and um you know it, it needs to move on fairly rapidly like the, the the gap between ourselves and the gen z world mm. particularly after the last two years yeah and mm. is so big um i don't think it's particularly well understood by most of most people in marketing including myself mm. it's yeah, just it's like it's like there are, there are different species like yeah even, even my, my niece who's who's 11 now uh, I visited her the last day and she was emptying the dishwasher. I'm like, oh, fair play to you. You're, you're doing your chores. And she's like, yeah, I have to do this so I can get the tablet so I can go play Fortnite with all my friends. As in, like, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a clear transaction. It's yeah. not it's not for pocket money or anything like that. It's like, I do this, I get to play Fortnite. Yeah. That's the only, go- that's the only goal. Uh, and they all, they, they have it going and then they have like a, they have Snapchat going on the other side or, or, or Snapchat call, video calls together while they're playing on on whatever device they're playing on it's mm. it's their it's their playground is, mm. is this Fortnite world and and our i think our uh, industry has still has this mad tendency to think of i think when the call of duty came out at the same time as the avatar movie like that particular drop of call of mm-hmm. duty it made more money than avatar and that's like what a decade ago yeah. and we still have this was it? was it yeah yeah and we still have this thing of like, oh, it's a bunch of like American, slightly creepy People dudes in, the in their basement. Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, no, it's like half the population. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really need to yeah. get on this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that that, and I think from a fashion brand point of view as well, like I, I love the sort of the collaboration things where the lines are blurred between like the the rules uh, within mm. like luxury and fashion. And one of the great things with this was the digital products they could actually be a lot more creative with as like clothes clothing designers because it's like oh what if it changes color what if it reacts mm. to things so it actually from a creative and design perspective gave people like another outlet to express the brand which i thought was quite cool. cool i don't personally like it as a brand at all <laughs> right? yeah. but you know yeah, it's I a bit like the De Beers thing it's like could stand back in admiration and go yeah they nailed that yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> it, isn't fortnite the one if i recall this correctly uh, when they were launching season two didn't they explode the Fortnite world for like a 24-hour period and all these kids all these moms are tweeting like thousands <laughs> of euro in skins and i remember seeing the reaction video of the yeah. like kids like because they did the whole proper implosion of the world it was a class video uh, before they released it was like season two and i remember the world just going absolutely insane and that's like a good yeah one, there was like a week where no yeah. one could play it um yeah it's yeah there's some there's some quality tweets yeah, <laughs> of angry, they, they angry parents and it, it happened around christmas as well for about 24 hours yeah uh, recently it like it was a bug was, um, it wasn't a, a planned thing but um yeah that was a, that was a good storyline of, of free guy as well where they were they were oh, releasing yeah. the next version but they weren't making it backwards compatible oh, yeah. so maybe they got the yeah. inspiration from 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 that i didn't i didn't realize that they, they, they did that but the the outdoor ad there that you shared, Rachel, the, the 3D, the dog looking down. I remember that came out. That was like, again, as you said, don't really care for the, the, the fashion brand. But I thought, wow, that's a really cool mm-hmm. use of the space or mm. creating the false impression that he's coming out of the space. I thought that was that was that was really cool. And that's kind of those kind of corner 3D outdoor things have like exploded yeah. since then. Like mm. even the day before recording this podcast nike released one and it's just everywhere everyone's uh talking about it. it's, the, it's the anniversary of the nike airs i think or nike max like air max or something mm. but it's one of those 3d ones where it pushes out beyond oh you think it's a big box gonna fall out on the street or something oh i've seen so that I, I, I think that they're it's really cool that's a really cool use of of uh such an old school medium i think i think yeah uh, and that, that was the first that I I I I'd, I recall that that did that. I I really like the fact that it's it's about the digital world breaking into the real world, yeah. which mm. is essentially what the whole thing is, right? And mm. vice versa. Um, it reminds me a bit of like um, so the luxury online, um, website Netporte. Um, it's kind of like you know the reverse of the world happening where. Uh, originally when she'd set up that site people were like no one's going to buy luxury goods online that's mm-hmm. never going to happen no one's going to put that amount of money down you know and wait for something in the post and actually you know obviously <laughs> that's done massively well since um but they now do a print magazine so it's wow. like it's it, it's like it's become so good that it revives traditional media that's mad. Is, yeah it's cool so it kind of reminded me of that as well it's like you know i think a lot of the time still to say the you know these things are put at odds at each other it's like should we do print or should we do radio or should we do podcast versus and it's like it's all good if it fits yeah. you know so yeah. um i like it for that as well but um they, that's great it was that's, very that's open-minded a, and media choices it's quite a quite a different ad as well uh you know we, we love seeing kind of 
gaming ads as well because as you said they kind of they have that flex and freedom to do uh, really creative stuff and things you'd never think of but before so mm. that was a brilliant choice thanks very much for for bringing that one to the table and now you have to follow that with your, <laughs> with your, your final one so you're really you're really painting yourself in a corner here Rachel yeah yeah um so this one is um um it's by a, a company called riley and riley do organic uh sanitary products uh for women so i'm sure you'll have lots of input and experience <laughs> yeah. to, to feedback great insight for this watching one, yeah. this ad but i think probably the best thing to do is just have a look at it and then have a chat about it afterwards uh, because okay um, I think the ad kind of speaks for itself a bit. I, like uh, it's a, it's a long version. I imagine that they, they cut it for depending on where they're using it in mm-hmm. different media. But um, it doesn't feel yeah. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't feel long at all. Uh, like there's so many things in, in that ad, and very conscious that we're two lads talking about yeah. uh, this. So we 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 we're obviously removed from you know the the from the the, the intimate use of it that that the actual target audiences, but from an ad point of view, just stepping away from the product, that ad, the, 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 obviously the song is a banger, it's a brilliant choice, it fits with the actual theme of, theme of the piece, but that act, that actress is absolutely brilliant. I, I, it, she makes the ad completely, the, the, yeah, range, the range of performance, and then I noticed the, the camera is nearly always moving, so whoever was the DOP on that, was quite active mm-hmm. during that shoot but it worked it just marries together so well it's it's a really really well done ad. yeah i think it, it looks class but like aaron as someone who who has a wife i i kind of <laughs> i can relate to you know what i mean I was just like i'm that. not I completely like... i'm not completely in isolation <laughs> of, i know i of know the environment and watching a woman go through this experience <laughs> um so i i find it very relatable in that sense um 
to be like some of the even the setups and the elaborate setups that they do in that emotional state i think is uh is is cool i think it's done in a really interesting way and a way that kind of just mm. kicks it out of what you expect to see mm. and i love that yeah i love that because yeah. it's not a lot of the time what you expect to see is just what you, people are used to showing as opposed to what's happening in mm. real life so i think what's really strong with that from a from a creative point of view is just flipping that on its head and making it that line better late than never that's fucking great <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, very clever the awesome thing that this is it's an irish agency uh heritage wow. um amazing so it's um uh sort of female-led agency within it mm-hmm. so i th- i i think it's absolutely but like on an international level when you think of the other ads that are out there and have been out there since you know it's all white kind of skirts and mm-hmm. women bouncing around in fields i don't know where all these wheat fields come from or what flowers everywhere to talking to rabbits and, and stuff like, it's like yeah. disney yeah and it, it's 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 just it's so wrong and, but it's it's so stitched into our culture that mm. I think it's just it's wallpaper to everybody that yeah. you know mm-hmm. right down to like you know the sort of blue ink on sanitary pads and things like you know the same as like nappies you're yeah. just oh it's so it's so so wrong and I think these guys kind of absolutely nailed um yeah. both like the the feeling <laughs> that comes with this mm-hmm. stuff um and it's similar right like with like pregnancy tests and stuff that, that, that those ads are about like you know hoping you are pregnant as opposed to probably 99 percent of the time that they're using like, <laughs> no, 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 no. but it's never advertised that way you know yeah. it's, it's always it's always about you know it it it, it doesn't that stuff doesn't look out of place next mm-hmm. to the de beers 1940s ads even though yeah, it's still around yeah, so i love how they've like totally shook that up um but it yeah. does make you kind of go, well, why wasn't this done before? <laughs> you I know? know, yeah. It's yeah. It, it, it does it does feel like an international ad. And I, I say that with, great compliment. With, yeah, mm. I say that as as a compliment. You you think this comes from like a like a high end agency in, in New York or Miami or, or London or something like that. And mm. for it to be a homegrown one, like massive tip of the cap to yeah. heritage you said, um, yeah. who made it and like not only the, the ad and the creative direction and all that kind of stuff went it just it looks really well yeah. it's edited really well like it's it's really well produced um and like also there's scenes in that that you were like you'd wonder did they actually keep that in like when she's smothering herself in in the the cake like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd never get away with that on a shoot or like you might even go should we try it and we won't put in the edit you know yeah. the client doesn't like it and yeah. it's like one of the hero shots in it and i was like that's a brave is overused as a as a term in advertising, but yeah, it's, it's ballsy to put it in, and 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 it, it works like it, it fits in with the team of the ad. So like, brilliant, but fair play. I think what's interesting in the space in general um, is one around the kind of the loss of the blue link in ink in mm. the last two years, which is great. I only had to explain it to my wife the other day. There was an ad on TV, and I was like, you know, have you noticed this? And mm. then even with Pixar coming out with turning red. They're mm. doing their new, which is essentially talking about periods um, mm. to a female audience. I just think it's there's an awful lot of thinking finally coming through to this space and being a, being able to be spoken about for such a an important part for half the population of the world. Um, mm. So I think there's it's it's definitely a watch the space thing. 
Um, but this is this is class. This is a great this, like as Aaron said. This it looks international. It looks like yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. It's a really cool addition to the archive. I, I think it's class. I think even, just from an art direction point of view as well. Mm. I just love I just love the elaborate setups and the amount of uh, like expense that looks like it's gone into the 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 props and mm. it's not this, this is not half assed in any way from cinematography it, art direction yeah. set dressing props acting like lighting everything and I just think it's yeah I think that's really cool yeah it looks like it's, you're watching like a Madonna video or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's where the cake brass probably is. Yeah. <laughs> like a back to. Um I, I just love like the like the product itself is re or the brand is rethinking those products and and just like throwing the rules out mm-hmm. and gone back to okay, what do people actually need and what's important? And the alignment then of it's just a great alignment between I think client and agency. Yeah. Um and it's you know I, th- I think a lot of time you know with ads that agency love versus ads that clients love mm-hmm. sometimes we you know like we love doing good work and we love doing like you know great storytelling and but obviously there's always the bottom line there of like is mm-hmm. this selling and i think a, a great thing with this ad is that it's you know market differentiation you know when you have huge global brands not doing that um you know like where it doesn't it will not matter to people if they go in and you know it's any old product off the shelf um it tends to be um so like to actually have a point of view and a differentiation at all can only possibly do good things for for a brand uh versus competitors so yeah um i think even just from a you know business point of view i think it's it's really good it's really smart so yeah well as we said at the start uh, of this, we thought you we you painted yourself in a corner, and there's no way out. But but uh, you, you topped all of them with, with this you, one. You I, always I know. Say, you always know you're getting a lovely piece of creative when they send a Vimeo link. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm mean, here we go. I was like, this is gonna yeah. be nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I started with some grainy print screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Built up to the Vimeo. Yeah. yeah. It was a real <laughs> journey. That was a real journey through uh, of emotions. Uh, no, that was that was brilliant, Rachel. They were as a collection. They were they were brilliant ads um, and very enjoyable uh, discussing them. So thank you very much uh, for 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 bringing them to the table for anyone Deadly, who's no listening worries. and. And wants to kind of get in touch with you or kind of uh, see what you're doing what's what's going on in the world of Dentsu at the minute or the best way to get in touch uh yeah i think drop us an email via the the, the Dentsu email or i'm on linkedin probably too much then is good for me <laughs> you know that and Fortnite, you do anything <laughs> Bridget, uh, we, we, we won't give it away but that, rachel thank you so much uh for, for those ads um if anyone is listening uh and wants to see the ads go to work with full daddy for slash podcast and if you could like rate and review on wherever you're listening to this that would be very much appreciated to help the podcast uh, greatly so until next week uh, rachel shane thank you very much and we'll see you all again Bye. thanks so much rachel <laughs> thanks cheers guys